graduate, I didn't the room and went to worship and explore the Lord. Amen. Now, if we can stand on our feet, those that can, and uh, let's just uh, start with the service of the Lord. Amen. And um, I'm going to ask my singers to, our singers to come to the fore, um, just to come help us with the worship service. Just turn around and greet the saint next to you, amen. Say to them, God bless you. Say to them,
I've been uh, nearby. If you can come to the fore, my brother, just open up the service. Let's say, I lift my head to the coming opportunity father for us to gather in this fashion this morning father we've come this morning father expecting a lot from you father but father you've never disappointed us father always father whatever need that we have father you've always provided father even this morning as we are here father i don't know what is behind the hands that are raised this morning father but i know father that with your touch Father, you will be able to touch them and fulfill their needs, Father. It reminds me of the woman who had an issue of blood, Father. The only thing that she believed was that if she could just touch the rim of your garment, Father, she was going to be whole, Father. And immediately, Father, after you, she touched you, Father, the issue of blood that she had was was laid to rest, Father, and she was made whole again, Father. Even this morning, Father, there may be others, Father, who may be lacking spiritually, Father, who may be even some if be diseased and afflicted, Father, but they've come to the right place, Father, because this is where, Father, healing is, Father, because you promised us, Father, by the way, stretched, Father, we will be healed, Father. Even you promised us that you will never leave us comfortless, Father. You will leave us with your spirit, Father. It will guide us through each and every difficulties that we may have in our life, Father. And, Father, even through your message, Father, we know that you have provided us, Father, with the pastor this morning, Father. If there's any 
anything that we may lack spiritual, I know, Father, you're going to guide him, Father, so that whatever message you'll preach this morning, Father, will be able to touch our hearts, Father, so that when we live this morning, Father, we'll be renewed, Father. Our strength, Father, will be renewed, Father. We'll be able to face the battle outside, Father. There is a comfort that I have, Father, to know that even before the the world was made, Father, you, Father, you made me, Father, to be a, a victor, Father. Even the devil, Father, who's tormenting us this morning, Father, he's not an original creation of you, Father. We are the original creation. Because of that, Father, we have power over him, Father. The only thing, Father, that we have, Father, is to believe, Father, and to accept the manifestation, Father, of the power, Father, that you've brought to us this morning, Father. Here's our brother this morning leading us in songs and worship, Father. May you please bless him, Father, as he prepares our soul, Father, for the for our spirit and our soul, Father, for the way that's going to come, Father. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's uh, let's just sing one joyful song. We can just be deep, brother. Just check your neighbor if their hands are still intact, because we're going to start clapping. Are their hands still intact? Ask them, neighbor, your hands still intact? <laughs> oh, Kaji.
Let's give a hand clap to the Lord again. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask the elders to take the offering from the saints.
record that in this church, we are not xenophobic. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this church, we can even sing it in Shona. Can you give us the Shona one? Ah, it says, Wafamba Nesu. O gracious heavenly Father, but you God once more this morning, if God had in this fashion, heavenly Father, according to thy word, you said where two or three are gathered in my name, they will be in their midst. Lord, heavenly Father, that you are not only in our midst, you are in us, heavenly Father. O mighty God, as we pray, heavenly Father, for the offerings that your children have given, we may you bless them abundantly, Heavenly Father. Even Heavenly Father, by coming to church, is the sacrifice that they've made, Almighty God. By singing unto thee, Heavenly Father, is the sacrifice that they've made, Almighty God. I pray once more this morning that you bless them abundantly. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all the church shall say, Amen. You may be seated. While we... Once more, we greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, just a, 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 a uh, thanksgiving here from Sister Stolle. And I'm told that his son that was not feeling well during the conferences, he has been prayed for, and then it's very well as we speak. <clears throat> so, um, and then uh, I just want to welcome each and every one of you. And then just a round of applause for, for all of you. <laughs> and I've got only one name here for our visitor, and then I'm told that there is William Sedula. If you can raise your hand that we may see. Oh, bless you, sir. Feel at home. And then if there is anyone that is for the first time that is coming to our church, we say, may God richly bless you, feel at home. And then, uh, last but not least, I see time is against us here. Um, let us just say, uh, a, just a reminder for our couples fellowship on the 1st of May. So I think you need to see Brother... Uh, oh, Skosa. Is it you, Nick? Okay, I'm going to come out so, um, so if after the service, those who are couples and wants to be with us here on the 1st of May, and then you can see Brothers Kosana, and then when we are, we are saying couples, we are referring to the people that are married, and not uh, that there are some couples that are not married, 
and then we, we talk about couples here, serious couples that they've been blessed by the pastor and they are married even at um, somewhere at Lerke Kaibru home affairs they are known to be married oh, okay uh, we don't promote Maskalisan here we are, we are yeah. God bless you and then I think um, we spoke about the youth service on the 24th that it has been postponed until further notice. So we'll give you another date for it. So as for now, it's not there. And then, yeah, just, just going back to the couples meeting, I think it's 200 rand that we need to give it to uh, the brother or the trustee as long as your name is there. So I think if we can do as, as quick as we can, we'll appreciate that one. And Brother Musizi uh, asked for an apology. He went, he's working this morning, and then we will see him next Sunday. And then last but not least, I think our, about the uh, baptism, uh, Brother Makua, Sister Shela, you will see Brother Mashangu after the service. Mashangu, Aosugume, Bagbone. Oh, yeah, so see Brother Mashangu after the service. Sister Shalom, Brother Magua, he will talk to you about the arrangement for the baptism today. So, and then if there is anyone that wants to be baptized also in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, he will see Brother Mashangu at the back there. So let us stand on our feet without waste of time and sing while we welcome our dear and precious pastor this morning to lead us in the word of, in the word of God this morning. So let us sing a worshiping song while the pastor is coming.
of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. I heard Brother Swiss is saying we 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 don't have xenophobia here. Amen. We actually take it further. No African should ever be a foreigner in Africa. Amen. Amen. So if you've got xenophobia, we must lay hands on you. Or you are not welcome in this church. Amen. Because the Bible says, be kind and love thy neighbor. If you can't love your brother, how can you love God that you don't know? Amen. So what we see happening is just an, an embarrassment to us. Amen. But I think we are. 52 million in this country. So those few few people are not representing us. Together with their leaders. Amen. Because we, we know better. Amen. You, you know better. Yes. So we sing the Malawian songs here. Zimbabwean songs here. Actually, I was speaking to somebody. Uh, I heard him saying, uh, I think he was on radio saying, I'm going to Africa. Then I say, where is that Africa? You cannot say when you are in South Africa, say I go to Africa. Where is that Africa? Africa. I say, so I realize that people's minds are twisted. Actually, there was a time when there were no borders here in Africa. Uh, the borders, they came when the British and the France, they divided the continent. One took a portion, another one took a portion. But Africa in its originality is one. Amen. Are we together? Yeah. And then uh, South Africa is not America, it's Africa. In South Africa, I see Africa. Hallelujah, that's why. We don't use American accents when we speak here. Amen. I'm an Afroholic. Afroholic. Hallelujah. A proud African man. Amen. Amen. Let's tend to. It's not politics, it's reality. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The music was great. I was tapping my foot in my office. Did you enjoy the music? I loved the song uh, uh, that it was sung 
we serve a miracle working God. Uh, did you enjoy that one? Amen. Uh, Romans 8 28. It reads in this manner I found. I'll wait until you find it. You can say amen. It says, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. And then let's just jump to Romans 11 verse 36. Romans 11 verse 36, it reads in this manner. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. And then let's just go to Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. It reads in this manner, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Amen. Amen. As we close our eyes, let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this morning. We are approaching your throne of mercy, acknowledging your majesty, acknowledging that there is no almighty God except the one that we worship. And that is why this morning songs were sung unto you. It was meant to glorify you and to do what we have been ordained to do, which is to be worshippers. And Lord, for a few minutes we will be looking into your ways and we know that you are your own interpreter. And that is why we want to commit the reading of the way to you and say, God, come and take the verses and make them to be a life in us. We commit every man and woman in this building to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats. Amen. This morning we we just want to speak about God's providency. Amen. Amen. Mm. We're not, Brother Nancy and I, we're not sure whether it's the right way. Is it the right way, Providence? Is it Zulu speaking people? Because are you still reading your Ndevele Bible? Okay, what's Providence in Ndevele? All right. Probably finding Gosa, what is it? Oh, it's English. Okay. All right. Um, Providence is maybe just to 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 get it. It's a protection with the knowledge of future eventualities. Providence. I think that is the perfect way with that we can 
yeah, because if it is to protect tomorrow, he who protects you knows about tomorrow and orders your tomorrow. Amen. Amen. I, I think I think it's the right one for a lack of a better way. Let, let's go with that one. God's providence. That's what we want to speak about this morning. That's why this scripture, I think it captures it very well. Where it says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. How many believe here that their footsteps were ordered by the Lord? Uh, it's, quite a, uh, it's quite amazing that you, you go through events and you go through uh, experiences uh, uh, unpleasant unbearable experiences uh, but I don't know how many of you have you ever been proud about uh, the experience that you went through but at the time at which you went through you were not happy about it. Maybe you, you lost something, it was painful, but later you realized that it was great to lose it. Or you, 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 you had a certain, a certain sickness that, that was painful and unbearable. But later on, you, you were sort of glorifying God that you had that sickness. Uh, I want to check if there are people in the building that have ever been proud about something that they went through that that was unbearable at some at the point at which they were going through. I, I think we, we spoke about it the other time when we spoke about connecting the dots. Yeah, because the uh, life, it's just, it's just a series of events and a series of experiences. To the naked eye, it seems that those events and experiences are unrelated. But to God's eye, they build a bigger picture about your life. Uh, I hope we are together here. And I may, I'll just read a quotation from the prophet so that you understand what I'm talking about. In the message, the calling of Abraham, he says, he says in this message, uh, uh, if I can quote it for what it is, he says, sister, uh, it was during a discernment, he says, sister, your baby, your baby is very sick. They really don't know what's the matter with it. Because it's got a trouble in the neck. It's a gland uh, trouble. Uh, it is a swelling gland. Uh, and he says, that, is that right? You were to take the baby to a doctor. To a hospital about yesterday. But uh, your 
holding off. That's a very good faith for a sinner. That's a very good faith for a sinner. Just to to hold on uh, on to that baby. That rather than go to the hospital, let me go to the man of God first. So he is complimenting and saying, that's a very good faith for a sinner. And you must remember, when you are a mother, you've got a sick child, and you don't know what is the problem. It is even more unbearable. Uh, if a baby is sick and you don't know what's happening, the doctors don't know what's happening, it sends you into a panic mode as a parent. But the, the prophet said, that's a very good faith for a sinner. Then he starts the journey of this woman. See, you used to be a Catholic. Were you not? And it says, you quit the Catholic Church. Is that right? Then you started going to a Pentecostal church. But you didn't join it. My question would be, who knew about this woman? When, when she went to the Catholic Church, somebody was watching over her life. And when she she went to start and she went to the Pentecost and the prophet said but you didn't join it. You haven't been back to that church for about a year. I, I like how God will know the final details of our lives. Uh, but, but listen to what, what he said. He says you have not been back to that church for about a year. You don't know what to do. It says, this came upon your baby that you might serve the Lord. And and you ask yourself, why would such an unpleasant experience that a a mother could go into a panic mode because doesn't know what's wrong with the baby. But through those series, and if she went to this church to that church, it means there was there was a hunger in her heart. And when the baby was sick and she had to take the baby to the hospital and she was holding on somebody was making her to hold on. God, you know, if God, if God wants to find you, he will find you. And, and when he finds you, there is nothing that can stop him. He says, this came upon your baby that you might serve the Lord. My question to you is that whatever you are going through, couldn't it be that it had come upon you so that you may serve the Lord? Whatever you have been going through or what you have gone through, couldn't it be that you had to go through that in order for 
God to come and glorify Himself. A, a providence works in a, in a, in a, in a very uh, 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 unusual manner. When you look at the word providence, uh, it's, and, and providence, providence is the one that makes us as believers not to worry about tomorrow. Because God makes a provision. The same God that makes a provision to the birds, he does make a provision to his sons and daughters. And the reason believers, the believers, you know, life, life it's a series of events. It, it has a lot of moving parts. But the reason, the reason we, you find us not being shaken is because we know that there is somebody that is connecting all those final events in our lives. Actually, even a believer knows that if you wake up in the morning, maybe you go to work, you've got a puncher. A puncher is not an accident. It's just an incident. Somebody knew about it. Because sometimes the puncher, you may look at the puncher and say, that's terrible, it's delaying me, only to find that God delays you because there is a problem in the front. Hallelujah. So what you've got to do, you've got to learn to trust in his hand. Because why? He's, he's in charge of our lives. I, I've got wishes of as to where I want to be tomorrow. But uh, the beauty about it is that many are plants in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. You, you, you may want a certain job, but you may find that heaven has provided a certain job. Because why? As a believer, you have come to the point where you know that you are, your self-will can be overruled by the supremacy of God. Now, the way it's a providence, it, it, it is a, originally it is derived from Latin. The, in Latin, they call it a providere. Uh, pro, pro, it means a beforehand. Fidere, Fidere means to see. So that means to see beforehand. But, but when you look at how they define it, it, it does not uh, capture it from from. Uh, uh, from, from a spiritual point of view. Because it simply says it's to see beforehand. But we know God doesn't just see beforehand. He even does beforehand. So we, we don't just need somebody that can say, I see something. We don't just want somebody that say, I see something. But we want somebody to say, I see something. Something, but I've stopped it. Don't, don't you just want somebody that can manage your tomorrow today? And, and God is able to manage your tomorrow today. He's able to manage your next year to, not to this year. That's why all I'm simply saying is that have confidence in God. Now, the believers, they've been 
been taught that God is a miraculous God and it is indeed true. But God doesn't only work miraculously. But God can work providentially as well. A, a, a miracle is somebody, it's something that comes and causes a direct intervention in your life. But providence is something that guides your life through a series of events. That's why sometimes you may be looking for a miracle and not realizing that your life is going through a miracle. I don't know whether somebody caught me on that one. I don't know whether somebody caught me. Uh, you may be expecting a miracle without knowing that your life is going through a miracle. But when, when somebody looks at your life, they see a series of misfortune. They see things going haywire. But, but those things, they are leading to you to what somewhere and the finality of you will see that God was involved all along. My, my question would be, are you, uh, your, your complaints, it may not be complaints, it may be that God is trying to push you and nudge you in a certain way. Uh, I hope we are together, maybe just to give you what providence is. God says to Joseph, your brethren shall worship you. And even your parents shall worship you. It was a miracle that was promised. Now, David, because naturally is expected, naturally is expected that Joseph would want to be springboarded into a miracle. He wants, he wants whatever God has spoken to happen at that moment. How many of us we want that one? That if he has spoken something, we want it now. And unless we are being springboarded into it, we've got problems. Because it is during a waiting where you are you are you are tested. Now, after God made a promise that the, your brethren and thy parents shall worship you, we don't see it materializing. We see him the next stage we see him in a ditch. How does it relate to him being a worship? Now, from the ditch we see him being sold. And after he's been sold, he's been sold again. And not long we find him in prison. But what is happening? Somebody say, you shall be worshipped. So, that means Joseph must be able to trust the same God even when he's in the ditch. He must know that somehow he, if he spoke it, he will make it to materialize. And if it is through the ditch, let it be so. And later on, we find him in a prison. But when God spoke to him, he never told him all those trials. And there even came a time where he thought, now he's closed. 
Then we see Pontifa's wife rising. And now we see Joseph in prison. But, but all these things, God's expectation is that David must trust the original promise. And ultimately we see that all those events, it was God driving Joseph to where he can make his way to materialize. My question to you is that wherever you have been, whatever you have been through, couldn't it be that God in a greater scheme of things is pushing you towards a spot where he can make his way to materialize? But, but, but here's something to you. Are you able to trust God even when reason is contrary to what trusting him? Have you got the ability to trust him? Even when the evidence says you cannot trust him. But, but, but that's how God tests his material. He, he doesn't take them the easier road. He takes them the difficult road. I hope we are together here. Now, see, things... They don't just happen to those that love God. They, they are planned by his own dear hands. They are molded and shaped and timed by his claws. Things don't just happen, they are planned. Uh, God, God is behind the scenes and controls the scenes he's behind. I hope we are together here. He says in this message, in the message, things that are to be, he says, now notice many, many mentions, many kinds of mentions. Mentions. Like many kinds of hills. Like many kinds of rivers and springs and lakes. They were here when you came here first. Because when you came here, and this is where you are going to see that God is great. God cannot, I know we are a mixed audience, but God cannot make a a woman pregnant unless there is a space to contain the baby. So that, that, that means whatever he does, he has already made a provision for it. Now the prophet says, when you were born, then you found the mansions, the hills. You find the rivers, the springs, and the lakes. That's what you found when you came here first. Because the kindness of your heavenly father placed them here. Because some men like mountains, some people like waters, some like the desert. He knew your nature. And if he knew your nature, if God could be so so thorough that he, he make a provision for those that love. 
love the rivers even before they got here. He, he made a provision for the mountains for those that love the mountains. If he designed nature to cater to our nature, then, then how do we doubt him in daily basis? Because let me put it in this man. You know that even your skin pigmentation God placed it in a certain geography and knew that your skin will be able to withstand the conditions of that geography. If we take you and put you in Europe, it's going to be a problem. And not long will you, because of lack of the sun, you will have the deficiency of vitamin D. But God, because knew that you had to be here. He, he designed and scheduled your birth to be where you were born. When, when you were born, it's not a meeting between your parents. But it's God driving certain events to bring them together. Your, your father could have married anybody else. But it was not in his choice. Another great intelligence knew that you were hidden in your father. But for you to be processed and come to the visible form, he knew that your DNA must be in such a manner that it needs this type of woman which happened to be your mother. I, I don't know where she was. Maybe if she was in KZN and your, 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 your father was in Limpopo. But God just triggered the events that your mother looked for a job and couldn't find a job. And made a way to Limpopo to go and look for a job. And when she got there, she didn't know why she ended up in Limpopo. And there was your father. For, for some, to, it may seem like a coincidence, but it was pre-planned. That this man will meet this woman. And your father met your mother amongst millions of women. And you were processed and came to the visible form. And if my question is, if that great intelligence can be able to direct even your lineage, why would you not trust the same intelligence to direct you on daily basis. And when you look at it spiritually speaking, God had a prophet. Brother Abraham did not become a prophet when he was born. He became a prophet some millions and millions years ago. From God's mind, God knew that this man is going to be a prophet in the end time. And when he was born, he was born a prophet. And when he was a prophet there, and was raised by his parents, you were somewhere, some of you were not even born. But God made a provision for a gift even before you were born. And you were birthed in whatever environment that you were birthed in. Maybe you were born in a traditional family. Maybe you 
born in a religious family. But God raised the prophet with a message. And when he raised the prophet, it was pre-planned that at the right time you will come in contact with that message. And let me say to you, whether the devil liked it or not, you had to come in contact. And a day came, I don't know where you accepted the message. Maybe you were in your family somewhere and wanted to go somewhere and go to a tertiary. And when you went to a tertiary, you wanted to do a certain course and they declined you for that course and you opted for another course and you went to, the, 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 to that course and happened to sit to another brother who happened to be a message believer. It's not, it's not luck. It's not an accident. But it is a predestination taking place. All, whatever you are going through, you were ordered by the Lord. The footsteps of the rushes are ordered by the Lord. Every person that I came in contact with, I had to come in contact with. Whether, whether it was great to meet them or not great to meet them, I had to meet them. Because God was planning for me to go a certain way. But here's something beautiful. He prevented some accidents from taking place that I never knew. And today, I cannot trust somebody to protect my life. I will protect my, God will protect my life through his providence. The reason you ate this morning is not by luck. God designed it that way. And wherever you stay, you did not choose to stay there. But God was interested and, and designed and manipulated events until you arrived where you are. And even the pains that you had to endure, they, they were not by mistake. They were meant to build us up. And when God comes into your life and interrupts your life in order to make a provision, it's not pleasant, my brother. As we are sitting here, I think we are almost from different countries. Hallelujah. And how did we come here? Even me, I was not born in Wilbank. But why am I in Wilbank? It's not my plan. God, before the foundation of the world, knew that you were going to be in Wilbank. And, and that great intelligence protected me. And caused a series of events until I landed up here. There was no time where I wrote in a book that in 2015 this is what I was going to do. But in his book it was written and if it was written the devil can never ever change it. Let me tell you something. When your birth was was scheduled God never consulted with human beings. He consulted obviously with the supernatural one. But, but here's something 
He scheduled your birth. And when, when you were conceived, in your mother's womb, there's a lot of things that happened. During the time when your mother was around, maybe if you were married outside the wedlock, without outside the wedlock, maybe what happened today, the, the young woman during that time, we used to have backdoor abortions. But your mother couldn't do it. Because why? it was not her will whether you come or not. She was just a packaging to produce you. And when you were born, God had settled your birth. And when you were born, some babies were born still born. But why were you not born as a stillborn? It's because God protected you. And you grew up. Your peers perished. They died. But God preserved you. And today you are a man. Other men are perishing. God is preserving you. My question is this. It's not because you are careful. It is because there is a sovereign grace that protected you. And if you think it is your resources, the rich people are in the grave. And it's quite amazing when God makes a provision. A man dies with pneumonia, admitted and gets into the hospital and dies within two weeks. A hobo is in the street does not have a shelter goes through winter but never affected tell me what that intelligence that can protect a hope but a rich man with resources he dies it tells you that our life is not in our hands it's in God's hands so stop planning and doing things thinking that you are in charge of your life all things work for good to them that love the Lord and Job understood it and the Lord has given the Lord has taken because why it depends on the will of God and if you were created by God no one can destroy you without his power if you were blessed by God no one can curse you if you were planned by God no one can stop you because why God is behind you it is his providence hope we are together Amen. now he says now notice many mentions many kinds of mentions like many kinds of hills like many kinds of rivers and so forth 
Because the kindness of your heavenly father placed them here because some men like mountains. Some love the water. Some like the desert. So you see, he knew your nature and what you would be and made it just that way that you could enjoy it. I think that's a wonderful father. Though that he made it like this, though that he made it like this, I'm glad he made a mountain. I like the mountain. Hallelujah. The prophet liked the mountain. I don't know what you like, but God made those provisions. Now, the providence, it works if we could have a friend, it works in this manner. What you need always to remember, he upholds all things. He governs all events. He directs everything to its appointed end. He does this all the time and in every circumstance. He does it always for his own glory. The prophet one day, he was with the brothers that were busy fishing. And as he was sitting there, then he, they looked and saw a bee. And the bee was in the river. And, and it, it seemed like it was trapped. And it went on you know how it is trapped, it will make that buzzing noise. And as it, it seemed like it was losing power. Now the prophet said to the brother, do you want to see God's providence? Do you want to see God in simplicity? He said, let us look at that bee and when they looked at the bee all of a sudden there was a, a, a mild breeze that blew off the leaf from the tree and it came uh, it came into the water and it went and landed next to the bee the brothers were looking now that bee climbed on the leaf and it waited for a while until its wings were dry and all of a sudden then it took off and said brothers the same God that is interested in a bee he is interested in his and sons and daughters and that's what I want to drive to you this morning God is interested in you Amen. 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 Now there are certain things that we need to be aware of. Amen. God cares about the tiniest details of our life. He noticed everything small or big. He noticed. He knows 
when a sparrow falls and he numbers the hair on your head he knows the number of the stars in the sky he knows the rivers that flow the, into the oceans he sets a day of your birth he sets the day of your death and everything in between he ordained it everything in between be it your job be it your friends be it your wife be it your husband everything he ordained in between and if he ordains and this is where you need to listen to me carefully people will come into your life and will walk out of your life and when people walk in they walk in because God designed it that way when they walk out they walk out because God designed it that way because in this ordination there will be time where you need to let go because before God does a next step he wants you to let go that's why as a pastor I'm not worried when people arrive in church I'm not worried about when people leave because why everybody that comes he comes because he called him everybody that lives lives because God designed it that way I, I hope we are together so it's not up to me to manipulate things as a human being and say I keep this one I don't keep that one no my brother everything must fit into his perfect will and if you are programmed to be part of that plan. God will make sure that you are part of that plan. And if you are not part of that plan, money was not going to make you to be part of that plan. I hope we are together here. Hallelujah. Amen. And these things, when you look at what God is doing, that's why when you are a designing believer, you need sometimes to develop a godly jealousy in what God is doing in other people's lives. I said godly jealousy. If you come to church and you see other people growing and you're not growing, then you need to say godly God, what is happening? Because in my house, we, when we cook, we use the same pot. And when we dish, we dish from the same pot. And if one child is not growing, it's not the food. Because everybody is growing. It means it has to do with the child. Exactly the same in church. When we give the word from the pulpit, if you are not growing, you need to ask yourself why you're not growing. Because that one is growing. That one is growing. That one is growing. Why are you not growing? And if you are not growing, you need to challenge yourself. What is happening? Am I, am I in this part of what God is doing? You, you need to have an interrogation with yourself. Hallelujah. Are we together? Amen. Now, another thing that we need to remember 
when God uses everything, God uses everything and wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. There are no accidents with God. There are only incidences. And those events, sometimes they include some tragedies. Uh, I've spoken about Joseph, but I've not spoken about Paul. God comes to Paul and says, I will make thee the messenger. I will make you an apostle. But God did not tell him what it was going to cost before he becomes what he said he would be. In between there was lynching. There was prison. There there was mob stoning. But but God is not telling him. When he comes to Brother Brennan, he says, you William Brennan, you must not partake in sinful activities. Don't run around with girls. Don't drink. I've got a great work ahead of you. You will pray for the kings and the queens. You will pray for the monarchs. But God doesn't not mention the sacrifices. He doesn't mention that what is going to go through in order for him to develop a dependability in him. And when God makes a promise, he doesn't tell you about the process. All you've got to be interested in, the same God that made the input, he will make sure that the output is right. You are not called to worry about the process. And sometimes the process, because when you are a clay in the potter's hand, he just say, I will make a potter of you. But he doesn't tell you that as I'm busy molding you, there are times where I'll put you in the sun. And I will move you from the sun. And I'll put you into the oven. But ultimately, you will be a pot. But he doesn't tell you about the oven. He doesn't tell you about the sun. But all you've got to know, when you're going through the oven, still in the potter's hands. And whatever he said, I will be, I shall be But a lot of times, when he puts into the oven, we cry out. We want to give up. We caution God. We still need to remember. He is still sovereign. The pot of clay can never dictate to the potter how he must mold you. That's why I say to God, I'm thankful for all experiences. Pleasant experiences. Unpleasant experiences. Because why? You were molding me. And there were times when it was not easy. But I remembered one thing. I'm still in the hands of the potter. And when you were crafting me, you had to let go of certain things. You had to go a lot of things. But ultimately, I'm interested in the final product. Are there times in your life where God designs you and you say, Why me, Lord? 
But when believers go through that, hey, they complain. Now my question is you. Stop complaining and start airing your blessings. Said, God, I remember who called me. I am still in your hands. Do you remember when he molded Brother Brennan? He came in and said, you are going to be the prophet. But as he was molding him, he took away the baby. He took away the wife. He made Bill Paul sick. He made all things go haywire. Until the prophet took out a gun and put it on his head and say, I wanted to pull the trigger. But the trigger could not be pulled. What stopped the trigger? The gift of God in him to the people. And I say to you, it happened with you. There are times where you are overwhelmed and you want to give up. But you don't give up. And as you are giving up and say, I'm finished. And the devil says, you are finished. Like the dead bones. The life comes into you. You begin to move. You don't know where that power comes from. But it comes from the almighty God. God will never leave you alone. Who people can have confidence in God? The reason you are who you are is not because of the luck that you get from people. That's why even your job doesn't come from your boss. It comes from the Almighty God. If He gives it to you, no one can take it. If He takes it, no one can give it to you. Everything happens with God. Amen. Amen. And believers, I'm a You know when God tests you and puts you in the oven, you don't. The potter doesn't put many pots where they can talk about the heat. He puts one pot, others are outside. Some are finished, some are still coming. And when you talk about the fire, they don't know what you are talking about. And say, but they don't understand me. It's you and the potter. And you cannot say, but why can't I be like that pot? Because sometimes he needs to bend you in a certain way. And, and that bend is the one that will make you a masterpiece. But, 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 when, but when he bends you, it is so painful. And you look at other pots, they, they don't have that bend. Because that bend was only meant for you. And after God has finished, and, and the people come and they say this pot there is something special about it I like just that bend but they don't know what it took for that bend to be there I don't know whether somebody knows what I'm talking about there, there are certain ways that your life is and the people come and admire and say what an admirable life but they don't know what was happening when we were in the oven? Sometimes believers come to me and say, Pastor, things are difficult. Sometimes I look at them and I look at the pot 
water. And so I don't know what shape this pot is going to be like. But I know once you are done with this pot, it will be a testimony wherever it goes. That's why all things worketh for good to them that love the Lord. Believer, let me tell you, don't ever hide your challenges. Don't hide your struggles. No, tell other people about your struggles. Because your struggles reveal how the potter shapes you. And, And when your struggles are unique, that means you are a unique Pot. I mean, imagine with Job. When he goes to church and says, Brothers, I just lost my jewelry. The brother said, He comes tomorrow. I lost my fields. It has never happened before. You couldn't, you couldn't study a support group. Those that, that lost their fields, let's come into this room so that we can support one another. No, it was only Job that lost the fields. And even if you talk to other people about losing the faith, they've got no idea what he's talking about. He comes the next day and says, now my skin is rotten. No one could be able to relate to him. It was misfortune after misfortune. But when Job thought he had finished, he did not know that there was somebody behind the scene. That, that was designing all those events. And when the time came, he moved from behind the scene onto the scene. And when he moved onto the scene, then we see Job rising up and saying, now I know it. Even though the screen worms can destroy this body, but yet in my flesh, I shall see my potter. I wonder you Whatever you go through, and God is behind the scene, because it was difficult. The wife said, Cast him and die. But Job spoke like a man. And said, You speak like a foolish woman. I would rather cast the day on which I was born. Such a confidence in the Almighty God. Until even the church said, Job, we don't have such believers. There is no way things can happen to you like this. You will not come to church anymore. Then he left church. He was there on the edge here. But he in God's providence. He looked at the nature and saw God in nature. And God looked at him and said, that's a believer. My question, do you have the DNA of Job? Do you belong to the same gene pool? What things go wrong but you praise God that things are going right? Well, the scholars say you are sick but you praise him that I'm here. Are you such a believer this morning? Well, things are a dear maker. But you wake up and say, oh God, I thank you for your order. That is my question this morning. I'm expecting those 
have to rise up. But you cannot walk by sight, but walk by spirit. And say, God, I know you are still in charge. I am for what I am going through. I may not understand, but I know it's you. But when it comes to the end of it, when everything is set and done, there will be a product that will have your stamp. And that it will be me. Have you got the guts to praise God? Even when you've got no evidence to praise Him. When he is silent and nothing is happening. But you, in your heart, you say, God, something is happening. I come not see it, but something is happening. As long as I'm stretched, you are still there, God. Things can go haywire, but I still have a breath in my body. You know, God says, I think it was David. He says, I know you know me. And you have designed my ways. And you will bring me to an expected end. Before I come to my end, there is an expected end. I, I don't know what the devil does but I've got an expected end it was not designed by my parents it was not designed by my friends it was not designed by my boss it was not designed by my child but it was designed by the almighty God and expected end I don't care about the hills. I don't care about the valleys. I don't care about the deserts. But I've got an expected end when all is said and done. God's providence. I have never seen the beds of the fowls where they were having a meeting. Economy is bad. Some people I know, you know, you like that thing. Where the lion says, I will not eat the grass. I will not eat the grass. Not because I've got pride, but it's who I am. Hallelujah. The economy of the jungle cannot turn me into a vegetarian. vegetarian. God designed me to eat meat. There must be meat somewhere. I will go and search for it, but there must be meat for somewhere. There cannot be an appetite for meat unless there is a meat somewhere. My question would be, your circumstance can it make you to settle for who you are not just to be able to get on life that's my question Job, Job refused he said I'm a worshiper 
Whether things are right or not, I'm a worshiper. And I will not change who I am or rather curse the day on which I was born. But God, I will not curse God. But God the job knew there was a conversation behind the scene. And even you when you walk in the street there is a conversation behind the scene. The devil says that's my man. God says that's my man. The devil says he's got a business. And God says, ah, deal with it. Hallelujah. You see the business that was booming, coming rock bottom. But when God sees you, we are sitting there and you look and say, the business is gone. But God, I thank you. I still have my soul. Then, then you see God behind the sea running towards the demon and say, have you seen his testimony today? His still praises me even today. Let, let us look at him They see you raising your head and say, God, I came to the world with nothing. I will live with nothing. But I come from you. I go back to you. Then God looks at the table and says, that's my daughter. That's my son. It makes the devil to blush. Look at you and cannot maintain eye contact with you. You embarrassed me to your God. But some believers, they really make the devil proud. Oh God, if things are like this, where are you? And the devil says, you see, I told you, there's nothing there. Amen. We've got such believers. Amen. Amen. But one thing that we must remember about the attributes of providence. Sovereignty. He, he is in charge. No one consults with him. No one can direct him. No one can tell him anything. He's sovereign. Have you ever seen if your parents... Uh, maybe you raised a child. Your parents, you raised the child. And then as you have raised the child, and maybe it is on the graduation day, and the child gets involved in an accident and dies, you, you find people say, but why this time? God is sovereign. He does whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. No, no one can tell him anything. He is the boss of the universe. If he says he goes, it goes. There is no democracy. There is sovereignty. And another thing, predestination. 
if he's in charge of how it will turn out, it will turn out exactly how it will turn out. The prophet says, predestination looks at the foreknowledge. He knows who you will be, how you will be, even before you were here. And no one can change him. And, and he's, he's got wisdom. He makes no mistakes. Against the Amapu. God has got no oops moments. God doesn't have if. Everything happens as He had planned it. And if that is the case, it must be transferred to you as a believer and say, God does not have an oops. And doesn't have a, a, a what if. And one thing that we always need to know we must rely in His goodness. He's got our best interest at heart. He's, He's watching our back when no one is watching our back. And that's why we need to trust in Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Just in closing here. In the midst of things that are to be. Your birth year was pre-planned. I guess you believe that. Every one of you knows our birth was pre-planned. Did you know that you are being here never originated just as a myth or a thought? The gents didn't come together and say, we'll have a baby. It's not like that. It was pre-planned. Did you know everything was all pre-planned by God? Before the foundation of the world, that you would be here. The infinite God knew. To be infinite, he had to know every flea that ever would be in the earth. And how many times it would bat its eye? That's infinite. You see, our little minds cannot fathom what infinite means. The infinite God knew all things. Therefore, there is nothing out of cater. Whatever you are in, whatever situation, you need to believe one thing. There is nothing out of case. He's still planning, he's still in charge of what he has planned. And he will bring it to an expected end. As we stand up. Let's say, I love him, I love him.
Love him in the building. I love him. Thank you, Father.
standing on holy ground you are standing on holy ground we are we are standing
Amazing Grace.
Linamanda. And there are.
say Jehovah, you are a mighty warrior. Siabonga, Babawituna Manta Onke, Yizula Kolelinkosietu, Lifinele Legitina, Ilongulungulebesil Lindele, Namtexini, Ugulagwe Tungosiame, Quasexini, Quasfanela, Quasaka, Izula Kongulunguluna Manta, Lias Pagamisa, 
sibonga ngendlela emangalisayo ingakho nkosiyami uma kusa siyalangazelela ufika kule ndawo kuba siyazi nkosiyami ilatafula lethu lidekwa khona kulunkulona amandla bese siyadla asidli kuphela nkosiyami kodwa siyakhula njengoba incike yakhuba ikhuluma nkulunkulona amandla ukudla sikidlayo kuyasisiza nkosiyami kusenza baba singafani na izolo noma nevike lindlule kodwa nkosiyami siyaguquka sibeke sinyisimo iloko nkosiyami olithumelela khona ingakho uthengeke lubuyele muva nkosiyami lingawufeza ngomsebenzi kunjalo nkulunkulona amandla siyakubona loko baba yenzeke empilweni zethu futhi siyalibona izwi lakho nkosiyami lehle ngendlela elehlangayo lifanele thina kulesikhathi liyakwazi nkosiyami ukusenza sibe ngabantwana bakankulunkulu kulesikhathi liyakwazi nkulunkulona amandla ukusenza sibe ngibo nkosiyami abafanele wena nkulunkulu wami kulesikhathi yilo baba lesifanele ingakho nkosiyami siyaluthanda futhi nkosiyami siyalangalizela njalo uhlala silizwa kulunkulona amandla onke kusisa kakhulu abantwana bakho nkosiyami obaphathisile lezimfihlakalo nkulunkulona amandla ongangaka ukuthi baba balethule njengoba linjalo nkosiyami kithina abantwana bakho siyabonga ngendlela emangalisayo kulunkulu wami usilingisele isikhathi esihle babusise nkosiyami bonke uyabazi wena kusisa nkulunkulu wami ibandla lakho lonke abantwana bakho bonke izinciku zakho zonke akekho omunye ngosiyami simthembilo ngasisiza ngaphandle kwakho ingakho sikile ndawo ngosiyami sazophuma wazi izindlela zethu zonke ngosiyami asiphumile ushilo ngosiyami wathi sihlale sizindla ngalo kube kudla kwethu ngosiyami sophinda sitshise siphinde sikubuyekeze enkulunkulona amandla onke ngiyakhuleka baba ngikhulekelana nenkonzo yombabadiso esiyakiyona manje nkosi ngiphuma kwethu kule ndawo makube nguwe owenza konke nkosiyami siyazi nkulunkulona amandla sikwenzayo akwenziwa ithina kodwa kwenziwa uwena nkulunkulona amandla ngoba sihamba izinyathelweni zakho esikwenzayo nkulunkulona amandla iloko nkosiyami okushilo njengoba kunjalo yebo nkosiyami amandla ingakho sicela wena ube kanye nathi kubo konke baba busisi ibandla lakho lisazophuma bonke abantwana bakho egameni lenkosiyethu Jesu Kristu amen Amen. Next Sunday, I think we'll have Brother Peter Skosana here. Amen. I think you should be happy your dad is coming. <laughs> Amen. Uh, just give us a, a song. It's in. Once he is open, no one can close. Hallelujah. Hey, I've seen people trying to close them but they can't. And uh, when he closes them, I've seen people trying but why vula I even in the skelem key can open it. Amen. Let, let's sing it just two more songs before we dismiss you. Just turn around and say to your neighbor it was great to see you next to you on Sunday.
And I know them, and I'm glad that I can say I'm one of them. How many are happy to be one of them? There are people almost everywhere whose hearts are on the plane.
say we are one of them. Amen. There's just an announcement that I should have made before I started. Uh, Brother Tommy and Sister Sandy Watt, they say they are part of this assembly full time. Amen. So, uh, make them feel comfortable. Uh, they have chosen this place to be their station for the rapture. Amen. You see, here we've got no xenophobia, we've got no complexes, no racism. It's a, it's a multinational church. Amen. Let, let's do that one. Hey, we, I wish I could sing for King Zulitini, this one from Zimbabwe. It's Yeah, that's right. Let's sing that one. Then we'll see you on Wednesday. God bless you richly. And have a, a very prosperous and blessed week. Amen. Amen.